Hello and welcome to episode 261 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. It is my pleasure to be with you this morning. My name is Terrence M. Stanton. We are recording on Thursday, August the 4th, 2022, in the year of our Lord. Let us begin our novena. It's day eight of the novena to the precious blood for times of affliction and trouble during three points over the course of reciting the novena. I will pause at that point. You can feel free to add your own prayer intentions. Oremos. Pope Pius IX, August 5th, 1854, granted to all the faithful every time that with at least contrite heart and devotion, they shall say these prayers so efficaciously worded by St. Benedict Joseph Labore, an indulgence of 100 days. Jesus Christ, the King of glory, comes in peace. God was made man. The word was made flesh. Christ was born of the Virgin Mary. Christ went through the midst of them in peace. Christ was crucified. Christ died. Christ was buried. Christ rose from the dead. Christ ascended into heaven. Christ is victorious. Christ reigns. Christ is Lord of all. May Christ defend us from all evil. Jesus is with us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Eternal Father, by the blood of Jesus, have mercy. Sign us with the blood of the Immaculate Lamb, Jesus Christ, as thou didst sign the people of Israel, in order to deliver them from death. And do thou, Mary, Mother of mercy, pray to God and appease him for us, and obtain for us the grace we ask. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Eternal Father, by the blood of Jesus, have mercy. Save us from the shipwreck of the world, as thou didst save Noah from the universal deluge. And do thou, Mary, ark of salvation, pray to God and appease him for us, and obtain for us the grace we ask. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Eternal Father, by the blood of Jesus, have mercy. Deliver us from the plagues which we have deserved for our sins, as thou didst deliver Lot from the flames of Sodom. And do thou, Mary, our advocate, pray to God and appease him for us and obtain for us the grace we ask. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Eternal Father, by the blood of Jesus, have mercy. Comfort us under our present necessities and troubles, as thou didst comfort Job, Anna, and Tobias in their afflictions. And do thou, Mary, comforter of the afflicted, pray for us to God and appease him for us, and obtain for us the grace we ask. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Eternal Father, by the blood of Jesus, have mercy. Thou who desirest not the death of a sinner, but rather that he be converted and live, grant us through thy mercy, time for penance, that filled with contrition for our sins, which are the cause of all our evils, 
we may live in the holy faith, hope, charity, and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ. And do thou, Mary, refuge of sinners, pray to God and appease him for us, and obtain for us the grace we ask. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Mary, our mother and our hope, pray to God for us. For, and here, please add your prayer intention. And for all, and obtain for us the grace we ask. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Eternal Father, I offer thee the blood of Jesus Christ in discharge of all my debt of sin for the wants of Holy Church and for the conversion of sinners. Mary, Immaculate Mother of God, pray to Jesus for us. For, and here add your intention. And for all, Jesus and Mary, mercy. St. Michael the Archangel, St. Joseph, Saints Peter and Paul, protectors of all the faithful in the Church of God, and all ye angels and saints of paradise, pray to God, and by your intercession obtain grace and mercy for me. For, and here we add your intention. And for all, amen. Thank you very kindly, my friends, for praying with me. We will now turn to The Glories of Mary by St. Alphonsus Liguri. I should probably have had that book out ahead of time, right? It's okay. We all make mistakes. So in today's section, we are reading from chapter 4. To thee do we cry, poor banished children of Eve. And this is section one entitled, On the Promptitude of Mary in Assisting Those Who Invoke Her. St. Alphonsus begins by saying, Truly unfortunate are we poor children of Eve, for guilty before God of her fault and condemned to the same penalty, we have to wander about in this valley of tears as exiles from our, our country and to weep over many afflictions of body and soul. But blessed is he who in the midst of these sorrows often turns to the comfortress of the world, to the refuge of the unfortunate, to the great mother of God, and devoutly calls upon her and invokes her. Blessed is the man that heareth me and that watches daily at my gates. Blessed, says Mary, is he who listens to my counsels and watches continually at the gate of my mercy and invokes my intercession and aid. The Holy Church carefully teaches us her children with what attention and confidence we should unceasingly have recourse to this loving protectors. And for this purpose commands a worship peculiar to Mary. And not only this, but she has instituted so many festivals that are celebrated throughout the year in honor of this great queen. She devotes one day in the week and in a special manner to her honor. In the divine office, all ecclesiastics and religious are daily obliged to invoke her in the name of all Christians. And finally, she desires that all the faithful should salute this most holy mother of God three times a day at the sound of the Angelus bell, and that we may understand the confidence that the Holy Church has in Mary. We need only remember that in all public calamities, she invariably invites all to have recourse to the protection of this divine mother by novenas, prayers, processions, by visiting the churches dedicated in her honor and her images. And this is what Mary desires. She wishes always to seek her 
wishes us always to seek her and invoke her aid. Not as if she were begging of us these honors and marks of veneration, for they are in no way proportioned to her merit. But she desires them, that by such means our confidence and devotion may be increased, and that so she may be able to give us greater succor and comfort. She seeks for those, says St. Bonaventure, who approach her devoutly and with reverence, for such she loves, nourishes, and adopts as her children. This last-named saint remarks that Ruth, whose name signifies seeing and hastening, was a figure of Mary. For Mary, seeing our miseries, hastens in her mercy to succor us. Novarino adds that Mary, in the greatness of her desire to help us, cannot admit of delay, for she is in no way an avaricious guardian of the graces she has at her disposal as mother of mercy, and cannot do otherwise than immediately shower down the treasures of her liberality on her servants. Oh, how prompt is this good mother to help those who call upon her. Thy two breasts, says the sacred canticle, are like two rows that are twins. Richard of St. Loris explains this verse and says that, As rows are swift in their course, so are the breasts of Mary prompt to bestow the milk of mercy on all who ask it. By the light pressure of a devout salutation and prayer, they distill large drops. The same author assures us that the compassion of Mary is poured out on everyone who asks it, even should it be sought for by no other prayer than a simple Hail Mary. Wherefore, Novarino declares that the Blessed Virgin not only runs, but flies to assist him who invokes her. She, says this author, in the exercise of her mercy, knows not how to act differently from God. For, as he flies at once to the assistance of those who beg his aid, faithful to his promise. Ask and you shall receive. So Mary, whenever she is invoked, is at once ready to assist him who prays to her. God has wings when he assists his own and immediately flies to them. Mary also takes wing when she is about to fly to our aid. And hence we see who the woman was, spoken of in the following verse of the Apocalypse, to whom two great eagles' wings were given, that she might fly to the desert. And there were given to the woman two wings of a great eagle, that she might fly into the desert. Ribera explains these wings to mean the love with which Mary always flew to God. She has the wings of an eagle, for she flies with the love of God. But the blessed Amadeus, more to our purpose, remarks that these wings of an eagle signify the velocity exceeding that of the seraphim with which Mary always flies to the succor of her children. This will explain a passage in the Gospel of St. Luke in which we are told that when Mary went to visit and shower graces on St. Elizabeth and her whole family, she was not slow, but went with speed. The gospel says, And Mary, rising up, went into the hill country with haste. And this is not said of her return. For a similar reason, we are told in the sacred canticles that the hands of Mary are used to the lathe. Her hands are skillful at the wheel, meaning, says Richard of St. Lawrence, that as the art of turning is the easiest and most expeditious mode of working, so also is Mary the most willing and prompt of all the saints to assist her clients. And truly, she has the most ardent desire to console all, and is no sooner invoked than she accepts the prayers and helps. St. Bonaventure then was right in calling Mary the salvation of all who call upon her, meaning that it suffices to invoke this Divine Mother in order to be saved. 
for, according to Richard of St. Lawrence, she is always ready to help those who seek her aid. Thou wilt always find her ready to help thee. And Bernardine de Busto adds, that this great lady is more desirous to grant as graces than we are desirous to receive them. Nor should the multitude of our sins diminish our confidence that Mary will grant our petitions when we cast ourselves at her feet. She is the mother of mercy, but mercy would not be needed did none exist who require it. On this subject, Richard of St. Lawrence remarks that as a good mother does not shrink from applying a remedy to her children infected with ulcers, however nauseous and revolting they may be, so also is our good mother unable to abandon us when we have recourse to her, that she may heal the wounds caused by our sins, however loathsome they may have rendered us. This is exactly what Mary gave St. Gertrude to understand when she showed herself to her with her mantle spread out to receive all who have recourse to her. At the same time, the saint was told that angels constantly guard the clients of this blessed virgin from the assaults of hell. This good mother's compassion is so great and the love she bears us is such that she does not even wait for our prayers in order to assist us. But as it is expressed in the book of wisdom, she preventeth them that covet her so that she first showeth herself unto them. St. Anselm applies these words to Mary and says that she is beforehand with those who desire her protection. By this, we are to understand that she obtains us many favors from God before we have recourse to her. For this reason, Richard of St. Victor remarks that she is called the moon, fair as the moon, meaning not only that she is swift as the moon in its course by flying to the aid of those who invoke her, but that she is still more so, for her love for us is so tender that in our wants she anticipates our prayers, and her mercy is more prompt to help us than we are to ask her aid. And this arises, adds the same Richard, from the fact that the heart of Mary is so filled with compassion for poor sinners that she no sooner sees our miseries than she pours her tender mercies upon us. Neither is it possible for this benign queen to behold the want of any soul without immediately assisting it. Mary, even when living in this world, showed at the marriage feast of Cana the great compassion that she would afterwards exercise towards us in our necessities, and which now, as it were, forces her to have pity on us and assist us, even before we ask her to do so. In the second chapter of St. Luke, we read that at this feast, the compassionate mother saw the embarrassment in which the bride and bridegroom were, and that they were quite ashamed on seeing the wine fail, and therefore without being asked, and listening only to the dictates of her compassionate heart, which could never behold the afflictions of others without feeling for them, she begged her son to console them simply by laying their distress before him. They have no wine. No sooner had she done so than our Lord, in order to satisfy all present, and still more to console the compassionate heart of his mother, who had asked the favor, worked the well-known miracle by which he changed the water brought to him in jars into wine. From this, Novarino argues that if Mary, unasked, is thus prompt to succor the needy, how much more so will she be to succor those who invoke her and ask for her help? Should there be anyone who doubts as to whether Mary will aid him if he has recourse to her, Innocent III thus reproves him. Who is there that ever, when in the night of sin, had recourse to this sweet lady without being relieved? And whoever, exclaims the blessed Eutychian, faithfully implored thy all-powerful aid and was abandoned by thee. Indeed, no one, for thou canst relieve 
the most wretched, and save the most abandoned. Such a case never did and never will occur. I am satisfied, says St. Bernard, that whoever has had recourse to thee, O blessed Virgin, in his wants, and can remember that he did so in vain, should no more speak of or praise thy mercy. Sooner, says the devout Blosius, would heaven and earth be destroyed than would Mary fail to assist anyone who asks for her help, provided he does so with a good intention and with confidence in her. St. Anselm, to increase our confidence, adds that when we have recourse to this divine mother, not only we may be sure of her protection, but that often we shall be heard more quickly and be thus preserved. If we have recourse to Mary and call on her holy name, then we should be if we called on the name of Jesus, our Savior. And the reason he gives for it is that to Jesus as a judge, it belongs also to punish, but mercy alone belongs to the Blessed Virgin as a patroness meaning that we more easily find salvation by having recourse to the mother than by going to the son. Not as if Mary was more powerful than her son to save us, for we know that Jesus Christ is our only savior and that he alone by his merits has obtained and obtained salvation for us. But it is for this reason that when we have recourse to Jesus, we consider him at the same time as our judge to whom it belongs also to chastise ungrateful souls and therefore the confidence necessary to be heard may fail us. But when we go to Mary, who has no other office than to compassionate us as mother of mercy and to defend us as our advocate, our confidence is more easily established and is often greater. We often obtain more promptly what we ask by calling on the name of Mary than by invoking that of Jesus. Her son is Lord and judge of all and discerns the merits of each one. And therefore, if he does not immediately grant the prayers of all, he is just. When, however, the mother's name is invoked, though the merits of the suppliant are not such as to deserve that his prayer should be granted, those of the mother supply that he may receive. Many things, says Nisiphorus, are, uh, are asked from God and are not granted. They are asked from Mary and are obtained. And how is this? It is because God has thus decreed to honor his mother. St. Bridget heard our Lord make a most sweet and consoling promise. For in the 50th chapter of the first book of her revelations, we read that Jesus addressed his mother in the following words, Thou shalt present me with no petition that shall be refused. My mother, ask what thou wilt, for never will I refuse thee anything. And know, he added, that I promise graciously to hear all those who ask any favor of me in thy name though they may be sinners, if only they will have the will to amend their lives. The same thing was revealed to St. Gertrude when she heard our divine Redeemer assure his mother that in his omnipotence, he granted her power to show mercy to sinners who invoke her in whatever manner she might please. Let all then say with confidence in the words of that beautiful prayer addressed to the mother of mercy and commonly attributed to St. Bernard, remember, O most pious Virgin Mary, that it was never was heard in any age that anyone having recourse to thy protection was abandoned. Therefore, forgive me, O Mary, if I say that I will not be the first unfortunate creature who has ever had recourse to thee and was abandoned. So ends the reading for today. The Blessed Mother is the mother of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords as Bathsheba was the mother of King Solomon, and Solomon denied her nothing. Jesus will, devo will 
will not hesitate to grant everything that the Blessed Mother asks of him. We need to go to her with a humble and a contrite heart, and she will pray for us. She is holier than all of the angels and saints combined. We can have perfect confidence in her. We can have perfect trust in her. She is the mother of mercy. She is the mother of our Lord Jesus Christ. And he's the best of sons. He always listens to his mother. So let us continue to love the Blessed Virgin Mary more and more. Let us ask the Lord for the grace to love her more and more. And she will lead us into a deeper, more intimate relationship with Jesus. But it's not just having a deeper and more intimate relationship with with Jesus. It's loving her and being devoted to her because that's what Jesus wants. Okay, Jesus is humility itself. And he is worthy of our worship, of all of our praise, of all of our devotion. But he also wants to recognize his mother and he wants to recognize his friends in heaven who are the angels and the saints. That's why intercessory prayer, asking the saints for their prayers, and the Blessed Mother, of course, is the queen of all the angels and saints. That's why intercessory prayer is so important. All of our prayers ultimately go to the Lord. But when we ask someone who is in heaven, and of course Mary is the queen of heaven and earth, to pray for us, then our prayers are much more efficacious. I'm a weak sinful man and I can petition the Lord on my own and that's all well and good but when I ask the Blessed Mother to pray on my behalf she's perfect in every way she is all wise she is all beautiful she is all merciful she is all wonderful so when you have her on your side praying for you, so much more efficacious are your prayers and they will be heard by the Lord and answered. Not in our time, not in our way, but in his time and in his way and his ways are perfect. So let us continue to love Jesus. Let us continue to love the Blessed Mother and let us continue to love St. Joseph, as I've mentioned before on Our Lady's podcast, devotion to the Holy Family is crucial in this time in history that we're going through. Sister Lucia said that the, the next attack or the final attack will be on marriage. And indeed, marriage has come under attack in many ways, shapes, and forms, beginning with you know contraception, uh, pornography, and of course, Uh, abortion right along with that. We have so many fractured homes and fractured hearts in our society. The way back is to see the perfect loving example of what a, a true family is supposed to be like, the holy family. Oremos. Prayer for the hastening of the triumph of the Immaculate Heart of Mary. O Immaculate Heart of Mary, Holy Mother of God and our tender mother, look upon the distress in which the whole of mankind is living due to the spread of materialism, godlessness, and the persecution of the Catholic faith. In our own day, the mystical body of Christ is bleeding from so many wounds caused within the church by the unpunished spread of heresies, the justification of sins against the sixth commandment, the seeking of the kingdom of earth rather than that of heaven, the horrendous sacrileges against the most holy Eucharist, 
especially through the practice of communion in the hand and the Protestant shaping of the celebration of the Holy Mass. Amidst these trials appeared the light of the consecration of Russia to thine immaculate heart by the Pope in union with the world's bishops. In Fatima, thou didst request the communion of reparation on the first Saturdays of the month. Implore thy divine son to grant a special grace to the Pope that he might approve the communion of reparation on the first Saturdays. May Almighty God hasten the time when Russia will convert to Catholic unity. Mankind will be given a time of peace and the church will be granted an authentic renewal and the purity of the Catholic faith, the sacredness of divine worship and the holiness of Christian life. O Mediatrix of all graces, O Queen of the Most Holy Rosary and our sweet mother, turn thine eyes of mercy towards us and graciously hear this, our trusting prayer. Amen. That prayer, of course, from Bishop Schneider. And now to honor my co-patron, St. Raphael the Archangel. Prayers for those who are undertaking a journey or a walk. In the way of peace, direct us, O Lord. We praise and venerate all the heavenly princes, but especially Raphael, faithful physician and companion true, who with heaven's power bindeth fast the demon. God hath given his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. Let us pray. O God, who didst give the blessed archangel Raphael unto thy servant Tobias to be his fellow traveler, grant unto us, thy servants, that the same may ever keep us and shield us, help us and defend us. Through Christ our Lord, amen. Let us go forward in peace in the name of the Lord, amen. And to honor my other co-patron, act of consecration to St. Joseph by St. Alphonsus Liguri. O holy patriarch, I rejoice with you at the exalted dignity by which you were deemed worthy to act as father to Jesus, to give him orders and to be obeyed by him whom heaven and earth obey. O great saint, as you were served by God, I too wish to be taken into your service. I choose you, after Mary, to be my chief advocate and protector. I promise to honor you every day by some special act of devotion and by placing myself under your daily protection. By that sweet company which Jesus and Mary gave you in your lifetime, protect me all through life, so that I may never separate myself from my God by losing his grace. My dear St. Joseph, pray to, Je pray to Jesus for me. Certainly, he can never refuse you anything, as he obeyed all your orders while on earth. Tell him to detach me from all creatures and from myself, to inflame me with his holy love, and then to do with me what he pleases. By that assistance which Jesus and Mary gave you at death, I beg of you to protect me in a special way at the hour of my death, so that dying assisted by you in the company of Jesus and Mary, I may go to thank you in paradise and in your company to praise my God for all eternity. Amen. By thy pure and immaculate conception, O Mary, obtain for me the conversion of Russia, Spain, Portugal, Europe, the United States, Canada, and the whole world. May all the words that I speak be so many arrows dipped in the blood of thy sacred heart, O Jesus, to pierce the hearts of all who hear them with love for thee. Amen. Virgo potens, ora pronobis, sancti Joseph, terra daimonem, ora pronobis, in nomine patris, et fili, et spiritus sancti. Amen. Thank you very kindly, my friends, for listening to episode 261 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. In your charity, please share Our Lady's podcast with everyone you know. Follow us on Twitter. The handle is at Fatima Podcast. And most especially, pr please pray for the eternal salvation of all bishops. Goodbye and God love you.